Welcome to the Life Source Church Money Works Podcast. Welcome this Wednesday morning or evening. Thank you for joining us. If you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on SoundCloud or iTunes, welcome to I Wonder Wednesdays, where we take the questions provided by you and we ask Pastor Walt. Well, I want to thank you this week. We got quite a great response, uh, so much so that we had to even drag it into Tuesday, uh, which is very interesting. So we'll start off. Question number one. How does getting out of debt fit in on the priority list Walt had presented? I'm guessing he's referring to the um, diagram you had. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't put getting out of debt on there, did I? Hmm. No. So um, I think that uh, getting out of debt probably fits in there someplace living expenses and saving uh, that, that area. Um, because in some sense, getting out of debt is almost a kingdom investment, if you think about it, right? Because it's going to free you up. So I think that you're, you're going to give to God first. You're going to give that 10%. Do that. Uh, then you have your basic expenses. You need to, you know, get that roof over your head and the food on the table for the kids and that kind of thing. And, and then I think you need to, boy, I mean, you might want to get an emergency fund, right? Dave Ramsey talks about that, getting a, a small emergency fund up front and then just going after the debt. Uh, you know, paying that down as quick as possible. That's probably where it would go uh, before you get into the other stuff. And once again, sometimes there's a tension in those things and we have to make other decisions, but I think that's probably where it would go. Before we start saving for retirement, we ought to get out of debt. But saving a small emergency fund, as Dave Rance would say, $1,000. And by the way, if someone's really interested in that, the whole debt thing, right, I'm sure on YouTube or on Dave Ramsey's own website, there's probably a video that talks about what he calls the debt snowball, about how to really pursue getting out of debt. And that was actually one of the questions I had was, what is a good resource for planning out our money, as said during the stewardship diagram? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, someplace like, and he's not the only place. There's other places, but you can find places. He has it, others, like just even what's the budget? What should I include in a budget? How do I think about that? Uh, How do I handle those things? Um, and, And, yeah, so I think that would be a great resource to use. Next question. When did the tithe first get mentioned in the scriptures, and what was it used for? Okay. So the first time that the tithe is mentioned is when Abraham, and actually still called Abram at this point, but I'm going to call him Abraham because I forget. Okay? He's, first, Abraham uh, has to go and rescue Lot because what has happened, uh, uh, invading armies have come in to where Lot is when he was living in Sodom and the cities of the plain and took him away captive and took all the possessions away and everything. So Abraham went after them with trained people from his you know, uh, household and defeated the enemy, rescued Lot, brought him back. And when he came back, it says the king of Sodom, which Sodom was an ungodly place, king of Sodom, undoubtedly an ungodly man, you know, he came out and, and he wanted to uh, do some dealings with Abraham. But before that, there's the king of Salem, or which we would now call Jerusalem. King of Salem, meaning king of peace. His name was Melchizedek, this king, Melchizedek. Melchizedek means king of righteousness. And it says he was the priest of the most high God. 
So at this point in time, Melchizedek is God's representative on earth, very, in very many ways kind of paralleling Jesus Christ himself. And it says he came out and met Abraham, and it says that Abraham worshipped him and gave him a tithe, gave him the tenth, the first tenth. And so the very first time we see, and by the way, Abraham had a lot because he got all this uh, possessions that this you know, invading armies had picked up from everywhere. And he took that, has this money, and now he gives the first 10% back, I would say, to God through his representative on earth. And for us today, his representative on earth is the church. But so that's where the first tithe was mentioned. And then, uh, like I said, the king of Sodom said, hey, keep all the stuff, just let me have the people. And, and Abraham said, no way. Uh, I'm not taking any money from you because I want everybody to know that you are not the one that has enriched me. It is God who is the one providing for me. I kind of got off the subject there, but that's okay. the, the first tie of the story. Definitely answered the question. Here's a question I really like, actually. I'm single and only make enough money for living expenses and giving and a little for enjoyment. Am I being a faithful, faithful steward even without saving for future or kingdom investments. Okay. <clears throat> well, I think this is what we, we try to talk in the sermon about, right? And, and while this circle is not an absolute, I think the circle is a good way to think about getting around, okay? And so giving to God first, that's good. That's a mark of a faithful steward. Paying those living expenses, that's being a faithful steward. Now, when this person talks about having some money to enjoy, I should probably have cleared this up a little bit. When we're talking about a budget. Um, in a budget for living expenses, I think it's wise to include a little bit of money in there to enjoy. Like maybe we can go out, I can, like this single person, maybe I can go out to McDonald's or Applebee's once a month or something, setting some money aside for that. And, and when we get over the idea of spending to enjoy, I'm thinking beyond that, okay? You know, bigger kinds of things. So I think, you know, we can't really answer the question for this person. We can answer the question in the sense of, you know, here's the principles, but what this person needs to do is be asking God, God, okay, you've given me this money. What's it for? And I do know what it's like to uh, give and pay living expenses and having nothing left over to, for anything else. And if that's where we are, that's God's business, you know. And uh, maybe he'll move in our hearts to go get more income, or maybe he'll change that, or maybe he wants us to be content where we're at. So very well could be being a faithful steward as long as that's where their heart is and approaching it. So I have another question regarding that, uh, the stewardship circle. Uh, Walt had said, no consumer debt during the faithful steward circle is an example. I have hospital bills that extend from what I can afford. And this is kind of a three-part question. One, does that count as consumer debt? Two, how do I prepare for something like that? And three, what would God have me do now that I'm in debt because of it? How many podcasts can we do? Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, it's, it's a really, really good question. Yes. I think yes. that things like hospital debt, hospital debt, you know, those things happen to us. They are most of the time completely out of our control. I mean, sometimes we could cause the problem, but let's assume that we didn't. So we have hospital bills, and we've got to try to play, pay that back. I think we just we have to include that as, you know, a process of trying to pay that off. I do not consider a hospital bill to be consumer debt. By consumer debt, I mean it's, we've gone out and consumed something. We've gone out and consumed a meal. We've gone out and bought clothing that we wanted but didn't need. Uh, we have gone and purchased an automobile, right, with a payment, a car that we didn't need or that was more expensive than we needed and we had to go into more debt. Um, consumer debt, 
I think I talked about it uh, with your dad last week. Consumer debt is debt that you have no equity to pay off with. In other words, if I have a house and I have at least 25% equity in that or more, if push came to shove, I could probably hand the keys to the bank and the house to be paid for. So the debt has been paid. Uh, the same thing with the car. If I, if I owe less than 50% is what it's worth, I could probably hand the keys over. Okay? But it's when we aren't able to do that. And like I said, you can't, they can't, uh, you can't hand the meal you ate back over. To yeah. the, you can't hand the clothes. They don't want the clothes. They don't want your TV. They, that's consumer debt. And I think that the solution to that is being content and waiting on God and saving money for those kinds of things. Uh, so we haven't answered quite all the questions there for her, have we, or him, whoever this is? Uh, how do you pair, uh, what would God have me do now that I'm in debt or now? Okay. So I think you're just going to include that. You kind of have to try to include that as your, part of your living expenses, you know, in that area of trying to get that debt paid off. And, and typically things like hospital bills, you can usually work with them to arrange a payment that you can afford to do. And then just be diligent um, and trust that God allowed this to happen. He has purposes in that. And God can, you know, when we get our heart in the right place, sometimes God will do something miraculous to, to take care of things quicker. Great question. Well, I actually have a question coming in live, and we'll end with this. When I tithe, I don't feel like I'm giving to God. I just feel like I'm giving to church. Is there something I'm not understanding? Okay, yeah. I, I mean, I get that, right? Because they're giving a, uh, writing a check. It's written to LifeSource Church, or they're online, the credit, you know, they're using the credit card that's going to LifeSource Church. I think the key is understanding that the church, the local church like ours, is God's representative on earth today. Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ left, right? And he sent the Holy Spirit to embody his people, and that people is the church. And so there's nowhere else to give to God. I mean, I, I guess I could put my tithe in an envelope and address it to God and put it in the mailbox, right? But where's it going to go? <laughs> and so I think it's really how we think about it. It is the idea, yes, I am giving it to the church. Uh, if I believe this is the church I'm supposed to be in, then I give to God. But that has to be the consciousness. God, I'm giving this to you, and yes, it's going through the church, which you have put on earth for this purpose. Um, and so I really do think that's a conscious learning to rethink that, to try to think biblically about that. Excellent. Well, I want to thank all of you. Thank you, Pastor Walt. Uh, thank you for submitting your questions. Uh, once again, every Sunday, Sunday morning, uh, I'll be putting out a post, or you can just message me directly. And also, even throughout the week, send me a question. I'll throw it in for next week as well. Uh, thank you for joining us this Wednesday. Have a great day.